DTS 102, we're recovering from E3, but we're hearing that next gen will bring with it big time visual upgrades. All that and more coming up. Listening to Destiny the Show. What up, everybody, and welcome back to Destiny the Show. It's the post E3 week. We have lots to talk about. Very excited. I'm BBK Dragoon. If I already said that, I can't remember. It's early in the morning. Okay, we're not usually <laughs> recording the show this early. What's up, Diddy? How was your week, man? It was it was pretty good. I've been without internet for the last two days, and that's been a struggle. <laughs> Have you got like a single player game to play? We've been watching movies, so okay. I've seen Star Wars: The Force Awakens three times in the last two days already. <laughs> are you serious? Why? Yeah, why are you, like, we marathon. We bought the Blu-ray. We just started watching through the bonus features, and it's awesome. Oh man, is it a good Blu-ray? Do they have a lot of behind the scenes? Uh, we haven't gotten the the we're going through like we literally just started this morning uh we're going through the uh, the cinematic story and you know piecing together the movie it's really cool yeah i like the behind the scenes for film stuff almost more than most movies speaking of movies i went to see uh the warcraft movie this week and then i saw finding nice. dory as well i will not give reports on either to not spoil <laughs> it for anyone when the show's over i'm gonna tell diddy what i think but it was a very nice week. We get to actually do uh, sort of our usual intro and say what we played this week. And I can tell you guys for certain, Overwatch was a part of that list. Oh my <laughs> gosh. So for a second, I got to do a little tangent. The Overwatch Discord is the coolest thing ever. And I hope, you know, I haven't seen the Destiny subreddit uh, Discord, but the way the Overwatch thing works is if you're somebody looking for a group, you sit in there looking for group voice chat and then people will drop a link to one of their like 50 voice channels if they're looking for more. So last night, uh, I've been using the Overwatch Discord to play with full teams of six. As soon as somebody like needs you, you hop in their group and they invite you and that's just what you do. And if somebody leaves, we just grab another person. There were over 9,000 people last night alone sitting in there it's over 40,000 Diddy when you look down the left side of the list I was in Overwatch group (laughs) 10 of like 50 and these are all groups of six full up and when you play Overwatch with six people who are like pretty dang good you run into the craziest cheese builds of all times four mercies (laughs) a reaper and a 76 extremely hard to stop and they've got these dumb stupid like four junk rat plus a healer, plus a tank build that can be just a nightmare, but really liking that game. And when I saw that Overwatch, I'm like, or excuse me, that Discord for Overwatch, I'm going, oh my gosh, Destiny, bro. Is the Destiny subreddit kind of like that or not really? Or not subreddit, Um, Discord. I can't talk, it's too early. It's all right. It is, they do have multiple voice channels, not 50 of them, but they do have a lot. Um, it's they very structured, got some nice rules in there, but they don't have a lot of um, looking for group um, type um, thingies. Things, yeah. There's Blizzard employees, dude. You can even see them on the right side. You know, where you see the roles. There's some mm-hmm. Blizzard employees that hang out in there. It's like, oh, this is cool. It's very cool. 
And then I played a little bit of Destiny, new patch, trying to get characters leveled up. We'll talk about some of the issues with the new patch. Uh, what did you play this week? It was just a little bit of Destiny. Uh, my internet got cut off on Thursday, so <laughs> didn't really get much chance to play the new patch. Uh, but I am in- enjoying it. I did r- get some glitches at the very beginning. Um, you know, my character not loading or... Yeah, that was my main issue. I couldn't get my ship to load into orbit as soon as I logged into Destiny. And then someone mm-hmm. was like, oh, yeah, just leave, leave your, your clan. clan. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would I do that? And then I yeah. did it, and it worked immediately. News! With Rise of Iron, we're revisiting an old E3 2013 quote from ex-Bungie dev Josh Hamrick who, in a playable demo for E3, it was one of the closed doors, like behind closed doors events, showed off a giant amount of playable space in the Cosmodrome. You know when you first wake up, Diddy, as your guardian, and you turn around mm-hmm. and you get that big expanse of land? Well, during the demo, Hamrick turns around, he throws a grenade, and he says, all of this is playable space, it's all real geometry, and we could go there right now. So we're like, oh, wow, the world looks huge, way yeah. big. <laughs> then Destiny comes out. We can't actually go out there to those playable spaces. And we're like, Brah, pitchforks and anger and stuff <laughs> like that. But during the Rise of Iron stream, Josh Hamrick was actually tweeting some interesting stuff, right? Yeah, there are three tweets of note, actually. Yeah, he basically says, first tweet, be on the wall, you say? Behind where you first spawned, you say? Quote, you can go there, you say? Hmm, where have I heard that before? Mm Mm-hmm. Then he tweets out a video clip of the actual E3 presentation of him throwing the grenade and saying that you can go. And with it, the text that reads, it's true, all of it. And then finally, the last tweet, and thank you for clearing up that business outside the wall. Okay. (laughs) And then interestingly enough, Scott Taylor, during the E3 uh, IGN interview this week, said that the Plaguelands will be located past the wall where our Guardian first spawned. So, we have the confirmation that the Cosmodrome is getting updated. I don't know if you guys knew that, but that was confirmed this last week. There's going to be new snow, some shattered walls. Um, The Plaguelands and the Cosmodrome will be connected. Even though Plaguelands will be a separate patrol node, I think Cosmodrome's getting big. I think it's going to be a lot bigger for next gen. Yeah, I would say so. The fact that we're just adding on an entire new patrol section to the current Earth patrol section, Mm -hmm. that's making Earth a lot bigger in terms of a playable space. Yeah, we're not just getting the Playlands, we're getting an updated Cosmodrome. We know visually updated, but when they keep saying beyond the wall, behind the wall, it makes me think of that original 2013 demo and what they initially had hoped Destiny to be. I think patrol spaces, they really wanted to be freaking huge. If you've ever played a Halo game, you know how big they can make some of their environments. I mean, oftentimes in Halo 2, it's like, see that hill out there? Yeah, you can basically run to it if you want to. <laughs> Bungie's really good about that, creating most of their like geometry being actually rendered so you don't fall through the map. That's why there's still people finding crazy map exploits and going way far away from the actual mission stuff in Halo. So, that brings us to this week at Bungie. We'll talk more about the uh, playable space possible upgrades later in today's show. So, June update came out, did he? How'd it go? What happened? There were uh, a few weapon updates, um, and we mentioned that uh, last week. We're also there were some some bugs as well introduced Lots with, of with this bugs. patch. Yeah, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, characters not loading in, uh, 
the, the two damage bug. Yeah, two damage bug. I was trying to figure out what to what to call it, but the in the crucible, people just shooting for two damage every single bullet. And, you know, basically the invincibility gl- uh, glitch. Um, yep. And most of this was fixed, or before the hotfix, <laughs> um, was fixed by leaving your clan. The yeah. only theory that makes sense in my head is that you know changing that forces the server to sync with destiny i don't know it, it's it's stupid but but anyways they did um release an update a little bit later on in the week and uh, most of those should be fixed now mm-hmm. and there was that weird invisible people like not showing up in the kill feed stuff i oh, think yeah. that's been fixed also but i kind of avoided the crucible for a few days after hearing about that two damage bug i'm like no 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 thanks I, i'd rather not dive deep into that hole Cosmo's doing the weekly update for us. There was a surprise with Chroma, dude, in this June update. Which Chromas did we get? Yeah, we got magenta, green, and orange, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want the magenta, dude. I'm so hyped about magenta. You know me. I'm a purple <laughs> fan when it comes to my shaders. So now, nice. That was a little icing on top of the cake. But that wasn't all of the surprise changes outside of the weapon stuff we talked about last week, the class changes we talked about last week. What changed to missions and Prison of Elders and some of the, uh, I guess, quality of life stuff for Nightfall Heroics? Yeah, so the the three story missions that have like an add-on, um, Paradox, which is... Um, oh, I forget, getting that ghost. Uh, Lost to Light, which is the... Um, the Black Spindle and the mm-hmm. Firewall mission, which is used for um, no the Sleeper Simulant. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, those three are now selectable in the director. You don't have to wait for them to be the daily story mission to go and get those exclusive items anymore. Yeah, so the exotic time dailies, you can now get them anytime that you want. You cannot farm them for uh, engrams, excuse me, exotic shards. Bungie has already made it, so you can only get it once. So don't think right. now, you're, I'm just going to go get spindles every day. Yep, and Paradox is for no time to explain, of course. Okay. Um, Prison of Elders, the level 41 Prison of Elders activity tooltip now properly indicates remaining weekly legendary mark rewards. These legendary mark rewards are shared with the weekly Heroic Strike playlist and may be earned from either activity. Very good. So 30 potential marks a week, 10 per go, I think. Yep. And Challenge of the Elders, Varix is growing impatient. Point deduction now grows more severely the longer you are in a given section. So point deduction equals 50 points times the number of times he has grown impatient. Good. It's a little late, but I'm glad they're doing it because it's never been a penalty that's felt that uh, right. imminent or horrible or, you know, Oh, guys, we got to speed up. Varric's took away 50 points. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, he took away 50 points. I just kill another enemy. I got those 50 <laughs> points back. <laughs> yep. Orange, magenta, green for the chromas. And then heroic stuff has some changes to it, right? The heroic strikes. Yeah. So the heroic strikes now allow you, they introduced modifiers. Woo! So that's really, really awesome. I love when there's burn since all of our primaries in year two have, oh, wait, they don't. <laughs> Thanks, Bungie. Also, the change to the Nightfall um, this last week was Omnigal. We had, um, I think it was Solar Burn. Yes, so Solar Burn. Many and we, it was the first time we've seen like an elemental burn in a really long time. So people were farming Grasp of Malak 
a over lot and that over and over. Every celestial Nighthawk in the world is like, it's our time to shine. Yeah, because the PVE buff for the Golden Gun with Celestial Nighthawk took out, a, I think, about a little over a third of her health. <laughs> so, so you just had two guys, Golden Gun, bang, bang, after Yeah, so you tether tethered the ground. Um, tether the ground so it hits Omnigal, and then you do two Nighthawk Golden Gun shots, and she's dead. <laughs> and also solar sword i've seen a lot of people going at her with the solar sword if that oh, wasn't yeah. enough damage so they can stack runs without having to farm too much super juice uh there's also a, a picture you showed me your friends are now displayed in the director when hovering over activities that they are currently playing which is pretty cool just yep. a little social quality of life thing but this is really the first patch that i can remember that introduced kind of severe bugs I can't remember many others in our, what, 42 patches or whatever updates, I should say, not patches. It was quite surprising and jarring, you know, to see Destiny that broken without any, you know, known response from Bungie at the time. Mm -hmm. Like, Tuesday morning, it was, I was very confused. I was like, what's happening? (laughs) How do I fix this? You mentioned to me that you'd want a test realm or a public something. What is that? Yeah, so my, my... Um, idea is if Bungie introduces custom games, you know, then Bungie should seriously consider hosting a public beta environment, public test realm, so that they can push changes to that realm or environment before they go live. So, yeah, they can do as much internal testing as they want, but that's at maximum 700 people, where if you have that public test environment, that's thousands or hundreds of thousands of players testing your changes, finding bugs that you could never even think of before they go live. I think that would be significant improvement. So I would actually argue against that, not just to be the podcaster who gets to talk about both sides, but I I seriously, I like part of the idea, the benefits it offers, but I think there's a lot of detractors too, because if you're having updates that go live to a public test realm early, it really changes the hype and excitement of updates because people then just will farm all the information about the changes early on and it gets talked about a month or two in advance. People whine and moan. I can guarantee you if this was on the public test realm, hunters would have been throwing a royal hissy fit, starting some sort of petition to say, keep my Night Stalker the same. I should be able to shade step twice forever, Bungie. This is awful. I think it just removes a little bit of the hype and excitement it but, is true. It does remove a lot of control from the developer's hands, you know. But it, at the same time, it avoids a lot stuff of like technical this. issues, <laughs> stuff like this. So, I don't know. It's it's a difficult one. I know with WoW, all of the stuff gets data mined months in advance. So, it's kind of a bummer. There's not a lot of surprises that just go live. People on the public test realm data mine everything, like every single item and quest and all this stuff. So, when things do come out, it's rather... Meh, I knew about that three months ago kind of thing. (laughs) I'm sure they wouldn't do it with story or narrative, but your idea for PvP, we'll see. Speaking of the patch, we have our good friend Sassy from the Pineapple Boys joining us again for super good advice, weighing in on his opinions regarding the changes that happened to the weapons and classes with G'day Guardians, long time no see. Today we're bringing back a super good advice to drop some knowledge bombs on the most recent weapon and class updates that graced the Destiny universe last week. 
While I won't really be digging deep into the meat and potatoes of the update, as you can find the official Bungie.net patch notes over on their website, I'll just be quickly pointing out the major changes that have happened, and how they may affect you in your fight against the darkness or your dream in becoming Shax's protege in the Crucible. First off, we're going to be going over the class changes, and while all the class changes with damaging supers, and that's everyone except for defenders, sorry mate, have had an increase in PvE damage, the majority of the class changes have happened to my favourite class, Hunters. For Gunslingers, Trip mines won't stick to enemy targets, instead they will bounce off and instantly arm, so you'll be wanting them to throw them at either the ground or at the wall for maximum efficiency without the risk of blowing your own pants off in the process. Swarm grenades are seeing a little love with an increase in arm distance and damage as they become quite proficient in zoning off doorways and choke points, so expecting to see them popping up more. While incendiary grenades haven't officially been changed, there is currently a bug that's floating around that has reduced the burn damage from 7 to 4 damage per tick, and this also applies to other ignite types. So for the time being, don't expect to be hitting those crispy one hit grenade kills while this bug is still around. Deadeye now increases your golden gun damage, which is super handy in PvE, but I still recommend using combustion in PvP. Throwing knives now do less damage than before, and the perk Circle of Life now decreases the cooldown time of Golden Gun instead of extending the time it's active if you get a throwing knife kill during your super. Again, this is quite useful in PvE, but I've been finding more success to sticking to Knife Juggler in PvP. As we jump into Blade Dancers, you'll notice that Blink now has a recovery reduction trade-off, making the ability less desirable, especially for those who have the bones of EO, as running them alongside a better control jump is now considerably more useful than Blink. Also keep in mind that this change to Blink also applies to Void Walkers with their Blink ability. With Blink Strike, you'll be finding that you'll be seeing a lot less of those pesky or awesome front stabs as the backstab perk has had some adjustments. The invisibility proc from Escape Artist now procs a teeny tiny bit later, and Fast Twitch is now renamed Slow Twitch with a reduction in cooldown recharge. Arcblade now has a slightly longer strike range and increased in roaming time, and swings which connect to targets now cost significantly less than swings that miss, making swinging wildly all over the shop something you want to look at not doing. The perk Vanish now procs the invisibility faster, Showstopper now has a larger radius, and the last perk Encore now applies a 150% damage boost to your blade for a short while with each successful kill which means that you'll be able to wipe the floor completely with a single blade dance more consistently. Moving on to Nightstalkers, the first thing is that the Shade Step ability is now a single use on a 3 second cooldown, so no more roly poly hunters. The Shadow Shot now suppresses targets instantly with a direct hit, but be aware that it still takes time for the tether to activate. Smoke now lasts longer, but is easier to get out of, hint, try jumping, and the agility buff is now removed from Vanish in Smoke. Perk-wise, Courage of the Pack is still mostly useless, even though receiving a bit of a buff, Lockdown increases the smoke duration on top of this by another 2 seconds, and Predator now reduces the Shadow Shot cooldown by a set amount. In other news, Sunsingers have officially been nerfed into the ground, with fireballs being slightly modified, a slightly increased arm time and a significant decrease in the radius of which fireballs search for targets mean they require much more finesse to yield the same results before the update. Flame Shield got a bit of a change with the shield now activating a little later, preventing some warlocks from winning melee fights even though they started a hit down. 
and Viking Funeral no longer increases the ignite duration, but instead causes targets that have been hit by it to take slightly more damage. Phew, that's pretty much covers all the big things about class changes. You get all that? No? Cool. Now onto weapons. Don't worry, I'll be super fast this time as there's not much to go over. Hand cannons has had an increase in accuracy, solidifying them more in the close to medium effective range, and an increase in damage fall off in more distant targets, meaning you'll be less effective if you try to use hand cannons outside of that effective range. High rate of fire auto rifles have had a slight damage nerf, but they're still extremely viable choice in that close to medium range, despite everyone seeming to ditch them as soon as the update dropped. Counterbalance has been changed to have a less effect on recoil reduction, but this AR archetype is still extremely effective at spraying down most enemies. Hawkmoose has had a slight reduction in stability, so it kicks a little harder, so pacing your shots with this weapon is now even more important. And that's pretty much it. If you have any questions at all about what I've said, feel free to contact me on my Twitter with my handle at I'm Sassy, that's at I-M-S-A-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-
you think about the loading zones um, between the divide and the rocket yards there I always hit a load screen when I'm in that little that little hallway or that little road that connects the two with it being current gen only those might be a thing of the past you know we might not hit those load barriers anymore if if not in uh, the cosmodrome then in the plague lands plague lands might be all connected without having to hit a load zone that would be really cool yeah but at the same time too i wonder if they're going to allow larger fire teams to queue up for patrol zones you know fire teams of six we knew it's possible doing the vault of glass thing where you start vault of glass and then everybody would just go start farming the treasure keys so you could actually bring six people in a full party into a patrol zone but that's never been a selectable option in your director it always capped at three people there's right. just a lot that they could do not just from the patrol spaces but imagine missions imagine the way that Fellwinter's Peak is going to be designed. If we could have a next-gen only social space that has more NPCs in it, a larger area. I mean, we know that there's new characters that are going to be present within the Fellwinter's Peak social space. Yeah, let's get some NPCs in the patrol areas. That'd be really I cool. Instead of patrol beacons, have an NPC give out a patrol mission. Mm-hmm. Or NPCs also, that move. Yeah, and also going back to the original Destiny gameplay reveal at E3 a couple years ago with Joe Staten playing, oh, right? yeah. With that public with event, up. you had four fire teams join in and kill the spider tank. Stuff like Maybe. that is what I'm expecting in current-gen Destiny. That was a really core concept that they shared with us. You know, back then you could tell Destiny they weren't entirely sure what it was meant to be, but they knew for certain they wanted that element of people coming together and playing these activities so you had three fire teams showing up and it was nine in total right taking on that spider tank yep i think so i really don't remember many times in a patrol that i've gotten nine people organized for anything other than treasure keys but that was just a little bit different so (laughs) i'm so excited man this is really i i'm sorry 360 and ps3 players but at the same time i just want to see this game improve and i think technically there's a lot of limitations that were being pushed on us because of that a lot of memory yeah. constraints we're also going to see a lot of just destiny's potential is going to be fully realized by not not necessarily by rise of iron but by destiny 2 i think by next year i think we're going to have a lot of really cool improvements just side note do you think it's going to be spring or fall i know gathalion was saying he thinks it's going to be fall i'm hoping it's going to be spring to be honest because year three I don't want to go into year three and have another year two experience where, all right, Rise of Iron is it until next September. It's like, no, please. Yeah, that's why I was kind of hoping a Destiny 2 reveal, even if it was just 10 seconds at E3, um, because it would give us a time frame, hopefully. Um, I am obviously hoping for spring, but if they are doing an update to the Destiny engine, getting it uh, 60 FPS, uh, maybe 2K gaming support or whatever, 4K gaming support because of the new uh, Xbox S, Xbox One S, then uh, I'm not expecting it in the spring then because that kind of technological improvement is going to be more significant. I think we're also going to see before Destiny 2 more of these patrol spaces unlocked. I'm sure those planets, Venus, Mars, the moon, were designed just like the Cosmodrome demo where they said all of that is playable space and we can go there. I bet you you're going to see Venus getting some updates, not mm-hmm. not with Rise of Iron, but sometime before the sequel, because when they kept describing Destiny in the early days during beta time, just huge 
they they kept using such large word worlds words for the play space <laughs> and, and that's all the live team would have to do right they would just have to basically unlock i know it's not fully rendered and complete at this f- point finish it and like test it to death so people aren't falling through the map yeah. make sure it's okay but yeah you're right i don't know how much work and time it takes but i think there's a lot of those environments that are probably pretty close to finish we know that the live team even though it's pretty stinking small has the potential to create environments like what they did with the srl yeah. tracks they wouldn't have to start from scratch basically no. if there's already hey there's that lot over there i need you to go build the house that's fine you don't have to find the lot and figure out how big it is because it's already there that's just true? Uh, beats a little bit of the of the work you have to do the big benefits that we'll see, I think, from current-gen only is going to be from the raid. The stuff that was talked about in more consoles interview confirming mm-hmm. that there's going to be more snow particle effects and you're going to be able to play in bigger environments. I think that's why we're seeing a raid that's out outdoors for the first time. If you look at the previous raids, they're usually always a small little arena that you're having to fight within. No matter where the boss is, it's usually always an arena about the same size for the most part. I can't think of a boss fight can you diddy that's just got huge run over here a minute away kind of a thing no not in terms of a boss fight no i think oryx is <laughs> probably, probably the biggest room yeah uh maybe i don't know all the final boss arenas in the raids seem to be roughly the same size yeah now the bosses obviously are different sizes because of oryx <laughs> but the biggest space i can think of in the in a raid is the the first ship jumping platform in king's fall again not not a fight sequence you know imagine if you were having to shoot wizards while you were doing that what if that was a hard mode modifier (laughs) that's that's what we thought the hard mode would be just like a floating boss in the middle of that that would have been that would have been awesome oh that would be a cool fight you're having to jump platform to platform while dpsing him oh and he makes platforms flying yeah oh what are the dragons called in this the the Uh, there we go yeah 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 no, 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 Ahamkar are worm gods, so probably not dragons. That's well, yeah, worm like if it's back. it's worm with an, an a Y. That's dragons basically. Oh. Yeah, then yeah, that. then yeah, bro. <laughs> oh, I was so excited to say something and then I forgot. Oh well. All right, great E three. We were excited. I hope you guys are excited as well. What do you think for next gen? Is there something sticking out in your mind that we didn't cover that? will be possible on x1 or ps4 come this fall let us know at destiny the show on twitter diddy where can people find your content twitter.com slash diddy dts d-i-t-t-y dts and discord.me slash destiny the show oh yes we have over 430 members on our discord nice we're not quite as big as overwatches but one day we'll get there <laughs> we just gotta grow like 10 times or something crazy well no 100 times a thousand times six billion times you can follow me on twitter at bbk dragoon same name on youtube remember to go to destinytracker.com to track all your stats in the destiny universe destinytheshow.com for all the links we talked about in today's show and more again you can follow us at destiny the show on twitter thanks guys have a wonderful week we will talk with you next time